The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. All right, boys and girls, my name is Tobias Wilborn. The name on the marquee is Beer It Is on the CSPN Network, and today... I am in Greenville, South Kakalaki at, hold on, at Birds Fly South Ale Project. Got to get the whole name because it all makes sense once you meet and talk to this wonderful bearded beauty here, my man, Sean Johnson, a.k.a. Sean John. Sean, what's up, my man? How you doing, buddy, man? It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Man, I am fantastic. So, man, let's get right into it, man. Had this cool-ass event. By the way, guys, this will, this will recording this on a Sunday, the day after... A really fun, fun event called the Funk Collective. Sean is going to explain to us what that was and what that is and how that became about. And then when this runs, it'll be about a week after it was over because we do these on Monday. Last week's episode with the Chicks Guide to Beer. Check that out. Really cool book. Jen is awesome. And I got something special for Jen coming. Anyway, that being said, tell us about the Funk Collective, about that festival, how you guys kind of put together. Yeah, I mean, the Funk Collective is what it, what it says it is. It's a... Uh a collective, a collection of, uh, of funky brewers. It's a community of funky brewers. It's something that, uh, you know, is tagged on to the Wicked Weed uh, uh, buyout, sellout kind of uh, action. Um, and we just, you know, community is a funky brewers. We all just said, like, let's keep this thing going. We're 45 minutes away. A lot of guys were calling me up saying, dude, Sunday I was going to come to your spot anyways. Or I'm planning on coming there anyways, and, and can I bring beer to pour your spot? Just kind of threw it out there. Next thing I knew, it's... Man made its way into what we did, so we changed the format up. Man, festivals get tired; they they, uh, they get tired sometimes. Man, I, I I tell people all the time, like I am so over beer festivals. We talked about this before, but let's be real: like most of the time, because of distribution rules and other factors, breweries aren't incentivized to bring their really good beer to festivals. Back twenty years ago, you went to a festival, you drink beer that you couldn't get that was exclusively made. Now it's just you know a shit show a lot of times. No, one hundred percent, absolutely. The last hour of a festival almost. Brewers, we check out. It's like, all right, this is what it is. Let's do our thing and start hanging out ourselves. Right. The collective is based on the idea that it's a, it's a bottle share principle. So, uh, you know, Friday night we did um, all the upstate breweries were here pouring beer. So everybody that was traveling in from town uh, that bought that level ticket could come in and see what Greenville has to offer in terms of craft beer, or Columbia mm-hmm. as well. Um, Shout out, man. Like River Rat River, and just yep. Thomas Creek yep, and yep. Quest. And Absolutely. And there's some great beers, but, mm-hmm. you know, they uh, they didn't fit right now into what we were trying to do in the Funk Collective and the breweries that were coming in for that event, this event, you know. So, yeah, then Saturday we did the same thing. So what we did was we turned into basically a huge bottle share mm. um, and just said, you know, every beer is going to rotate. Anybody that's involved with the brewery or rep, like your job is to come here and just hang out and enjoy being part of a community. Enjoy being here. You're not touching a beer. You don't got to pimp your wares. You don't have to bring a tent. No banners, no flyers. There was no branding anywhere around yesterday. A lot of people are probably going to notice that, but that was it. I like that, this too, was, by the way. It was just literally, okay, here's some badass beer. And it just so happens that Travis Herman from Scufflaw may be standing there yeah. as you're drinking it. And right. you're like, oh, that's a Scufflaw beer. Or Sean John is standing there as you're drinking one of the many wares that you guys have here. Or, like I said, my man from Carolina Barnhouse, whoever. Yeah. It's just, like, literally, like, I, I, I ran into Keystone. He's, like, standing by the affirmatives. Yeah. <laughs> just chilling, you know? Just chilling. That's, and that's, and that's, that's what it's all about. So, I think as a, as a brewer, as a community, what the Funk Invitational provided us when it built was that. It was a strong community that and, and people travel to the southeast to actually bring this incredible product, one-time offering kind of beer level, to this area. In the southeast, you know, we're, we're 
we're just beginning. Southeast is going to blow up really quickly. There's some talented breweries opening up. You just mentioned Barnhouse. Like, some great guys that are getting makes some great beer. Scofflaw. I mean, we talked earlier about um, Southern. And, I mean, there's really, really good beers being built and being brewed, but no one's really noticing them right now because the Southeast kind of been this, like, dark corner. It's about to happen, man. And, and that's what we want to do. Keep it in the Southeast. Keep the community coming this way. Pour the beer. Good beers. Great beers. Great beers. I mean, honestly, if anyone knows beer and they were here yesterday... That was a great beer list. No, it was amazing. I mean, seriously, and I've been to festivals all over the country, even even internationally, and that list of beers, the types of beers, where they came from, even the bigger places, even like you had Avery, but their, their stuff they brought was crazy. I mean, down to the little, little the littlest of the little guys. I, I mean, I talked to, you know, direct owners of some of these breweries, and uh, they simply said, absolutely 100%, into what it means to be there, this is what I got. It's unlabeled right now. It's off of one barrel. Do you, do you want that? And I was like, if you can throw a label on it, I can get it through, absolutely. Right. Because so they actually labeled stuff that was just sitting on their floor that the brewers kind of bottled off of a barrel and they were going to taste on for a while. Like, that's it. And like D9, we have this, uh, D9 Granite Falls. We're doing this uh, rotational kind of sour thing about their launch. Uh, he just said, you know what? Let me just throw this out there. So he blended one of his beers with one of the barrels that we have working in. Just, just things like that were happening all around. I think it's going to take a little time for people to really realize what it means, but this is like you're going to someone's kitchen. It's my it's my brewery, but you're going to someone's kitchen, you're walking around, picking up a bottle, pouring a little bit, mm-hmm. don't know what it is, and that's that's the beauty of it. And As far as the brewers go, it was great. Like They don't sit there for four hours uh, with you know three cakes behind them. It's like, hey, man, your cake's pouring up here in front bar one. Your bottle's about to hit the back bar. Your bottle's about to launch there. You're pouring everywhere at all times. Mm-hmm. It makes everyone move around. There's no lines. Yeah. Everyone had to move around. We had, I mean, think we had almost 700 people inside this place yesterday. It's crazy, it felt, man. It felt like it was 300. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, and everybody was so cool and so friendly. Um, and I also think there was a famous rap group that once said, the South got something to say. <laughs> I think the, the soothsayer, big boy, and um, the legend, Andre yeah. 3000, Andre. broke so we, that down. We have two tanks. So our new tin barrels actually are, are Andre and, and, and Big Boy. I love it. And Big Boy actually follows us right now because of the tanks right there. Nice. Yeah. And, yeah, because it's interesting. Like him, Killer Mike, those guys are actually... Into craft beer, so it's kind of fascinating as this industry yeah. continues to grow, continues to develop, and I think people are realizing that independence matters. Being able to have you know autonomy over what you do in shelf space. So from there, by the way, guys, listen to Beer It Is on the CSP Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn. Shout out to Classic and Melanie for allowing me to do this show each and every week and bringing it into your homes for absolutely free. Don't forget to support the good folks at Amazon.com. You click on the Know Our Sponsors page off the CSPN link. We'll take care of you. And you allow me to come to cool places like Birdfly South Ale Projects and talk to my man, Sean Johnson, and do it for free for you. So that being said, Sean, um, how do you guys fight the battles that are now going on with the game? I mean, and not trying to bag on Wicked Weed or anybody else who's done what they, you know, made yeah, their decisions. Right, right. But how do you guys fight those battles, man? Being honest and being true. You know, we have a story to tell. I'm, a, I'm, just, a, I'm just a dude making beer. That's what I, that's who I am. Uh, it's family. We're family. We look at everyone that comes in here. Any opportunity to have to share a beer, like with you today, mm-hmm. as an opportunity to bring someone in, like as family. Just like this is what it's about. Like craft beer is. That's what it's always been about. Is enjoying people, enjoying time. That's why there's no TVs in our brewery. We just, we just believe that everything should be about people and sharing and drinking beer. I think I think you fight that battle by maintaining. A small concept, right? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta maintain the idea that this is who I am. I'm here every single day. This is what I do. I'm the guy that touches the product. We're not, 
we're not ramping up. We're not. We're not throwing out stuff. And I have no idea what I exactly did today. Every every beer we make is touched by us, and we're we're truly behind it 100. Um, percent It's an identity crisis, and that's definitely going on right now. Um, we get lost in the shuffle because the over there's a lot of over brandage that goes on outside. Mm-hmm. It's mothers the small guys. Um, but I think that people really connect with like 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 local. If it makes sense, like just being really really local. Yeah. That's it. Hashtag drink local. Hashtag sports local brewer. Right. And I think yeah. I think that's how you fight that battle is with like a it's like back to grassroots. I mean yeah. that's what this is. So craft beer in mid eighties was a grassroots thing. Mm-hmm. Bam, 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 grassroots. I think we're back to that now. Yeah. I think we just found ourselves on a second grassroots movement. There's another there's another movement, there's another thing that has to happen right now, and we're just the ones that have to like be able to speak up or uh, solidify your place and in, in, in where you're at and your and your clientele and, and, and you know, keep making great beer. And that's the tough part about it because it's so much more than just what's in the glass, unfortunately, or what's on the keg or whatever, right? I mean, it is getting on shelf spaces. It is getting on taps. How is South Carolina with that? So, we're a three-tier state, no sub-distribution. Um, there's no cap on how much I can make a year. Um, South Carolina's pretty good. I There's so many great beers being brewed all over the country, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, in, in markets like South Carolina where... We don't, we don't have a lot of breweries, right? We're starting to come on, especially Greenville area. Mm-hmm. It's starting to really come on now. Um, we battle a little bit because there's a lot of outside placements right now. Mm-hmm. Only because they've been here for so long because there wasn't a lot of beer here to be put on there. Right. So we're, we're kind of battling that. Support-wise, local, hyper-local, like, like where we're at, it's incredible. People love coming. People love this environment. People love coming to the brewery. People love coming to different beers, that kind of thing. Um, they're about rotation. They're about flavor changes, they're about everything that we're about as a project. And that's where the L project came from. We're like, why don't you call yourself just a brewery? Why, why didn't it's like everything we do is a project. We never stop evolving as a brewery. We never stop evolving as brewers or individuals. And that's when we hire, that's when we tell people. Everything you do here can always change. The beer changes, you're ready for it, it's a project. You're a project, I'm a project, the beer's a project. And just continue understanding that if you, if you, if you can harness that, then we're gonna continue to make good beer. Hopefully great beer. People that still want to come in and drink. And guys, I'll tell you another place where evolving always happens. It's here on the Beard Is Podcast on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Woodborn. We're going to take a quick pause from the cause. We're going to come back with my man Sean John. We're going to talk about his beer story. It is a very fascinating journey. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about what's coming next for the Birds Fly South Ale Project, how the name came about, and then we're going to get into a little bit of fun. We're going to do a little bit of few things that are going to intrigue your ears. So stick and stay. We'll be right back. This is Tim Dog from the Comic Chronicles. Make sure to join myself, Agent 70, Dirt, and Roddy Cat live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, as we discuss the latest breaking comic book news and also review the new comic books each week, along with discussing TV shows, movies, and much more. And make sure to go to our website, theclicknation.com. You can listen to the Comic Book Chronicles every Friday by subscribing to the Cold Slither Podcast Network. All right, boys and girls, once again, my name is Bias Wilborn, and my name is Beard Is, and we are still here 
in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, to be more specific, even more specific at Birds Fly South Ale Project. And this is always my favorite part of the show. You know why, Sean? By the way, we're here with Sean yeah, Johnson, yeah. the head brewer, owner, co-owner, with his lovely wife, by the way, who I met yesterday. Really sweet woman. God bless her for putting up with you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. No, I was saying, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, because yeah, so She puts up a lot of it. Yeah. It's the long hours, the late nights, yeah. and... Yeah, man, we're, 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 oh, man, we're about 17, about 17 years married and 18 years together. It's crazy. Wow. It's been a great road. I mean, our life's been in... I love her. She's like you said, putting up with me. She puts up a lot. No doubt. Hey man, you know that, that's that's a great that's a great part about women. They get it, they understand, and, and she is very invested into your dream. And this dream has become your dream or the dream of the couple. And you have kids. Some other kids. Yeah, three boys. So we have uh, 16, 12, and uh, eight. Woo! Yeah, a lot of testosterone in that house, man. Wow. <laughs> It's nuts on the weekend. Uh, yeah, we got Zion. Uh, he's my oldest son. Uh, then Fisher's in the middle, and then Brody's uh, my little dude. You're definitely our reggae guy with the, the, the name Zion. There, we talked <laughs> yeah. about a little bit about yeah. your love for the reggae. So yeah. we'll get into that later. But right now, we're gonna get into these beers. So right now, I have four in this beautiful paddle, which I took a good picture of. By the way, you guys will see it online when I episode post. Nice paddle. They don't really do flights here, but they did it for me. You know, yeah. out of love. Yeah. So, we're going to start with the brand new eyes. And I love the color on this beer. It's like a light, hazy kind of yellow. And the nose is fascinating. So, brand new eyes is, uh, so our beer is going back to the family thing. Burst by South family thing as well when we get at that point. But, uh, yeah, brand new eyes is uh, my wife's beer. So, uh, nice. She, she brews as well or she just into she, she, uh, she helps me out sometimes. She, oh, nice. She enjoys, uh, enjoys the hops. Uh, I like it. Hops into, the, into the kettle for sure. I like it. I like it. Um, but Brand New Eyes is one of our first uh, like saisons that I did, and I was like, man, I really think we have something here. And she agreed to it, and this kind of sparked us to where we're headed right now. This launches us, uh, launches us into our Solera program, mm-hmm. which is uh, this is red wine barrel Solera um, saison recipe, Motueka hops, about two year old program now. Everything's blended through the whole process. We do about a batch every six weeks. That's our pace right now on it. Uh, it's our, kind of our house beer. It's our table beer, light, easy drinking kind of beer, uh, complexity, wine complexity. Um, some tartness will come through with a little bit of age in the bottle, for sure. So, okay, so for the audience, walk them through, explain Solera, what that means, what that is. Yeah, so Solera is uh, it's, it's a process that's involved in wine for quite a while, and uh, and vinegar, and doing all kinds of, all, all other kind of fermentable uh, uh, products. Uh, Solera, for, for us, is... A constant blending uh, project or principle. So, we run four solar projects year round, mm. and uh, what we do is we take old with new continuously. So we'll brew a fresh batch of beer, and then we'll use parts of barrels of wood that we have around of that older style. Mm-hmm. We'll put them all into the tank. It's like a horny tank fermentation is what it turns into, um, and then we retop um, everything we took it out of, and we rack it to the back and nice. let, let that age, let that age, and kind of work it through. So we have a Continuous blending, um, isolated uh, uh, culture, isolated flavors. They never, they're never touching anything else but that single beer anytime. Wow. And then another thing you mentioned to me earlier, we talked about how you guys do your yeast strain. No clear yeast. Typically, there are more clear yeast strains. Why do you guys go the other way? Cause that that could be dangerous. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I, thought, I think I told you before we're talking about like uh, as brewers. 
as, as individuals in this whole company, but as brewers, um, we push ourselves, we continue to uh, you know, never be afraid to like take those extra steps. So we found flavors inside of yeast or inside of uh, multiple pitches or things like that that we enjoyed. So we took it upon ourselves and we just said, we're going to do this, you know, we're going to carry this forward and this is what it's going to take to be successful with it. Yeah, we, we, we do have a, a good cleaning principle. It's not as tight as a lot of other breweries, but um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're making farmhouse beer. Um, I enjoy uh, the cyclical nature of farmhouse beer. Mm. We, open, we open ferment, so we have three three open fermenters as well. Um, old school. I love it, man. And that's it. So our, our, our hashtag is uh, progressively old school. I like it. So, uh, I like it. We, um, I mean, it, it's like uh, it's like this. Like, I really don't mind if you have brand new eyes in the summertime and you don't like it. But it should always be good enough for you want to buy another bottle or another glass of it and see it. Mm. And in the fall or winter time, you may try and be like, this beer's on, on point. It's an education thing, but at the same time, that's how beer should be, in my opinion. Like, constantly it, evolving. Constantly seasonal. evolving, seasonal yeah. variability, always changing. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with our yeast. Our yeast are mixing together. We do run we do run a couple different farmhouse strains in-house and a mixed culture that we run through everything. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. I, it's, 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 it's a lot of work, but it's fun. It's a great, I mean, this is what you do. This is who you, part of who you are. Not all of it, but part of it. We're going to get more into that later, because there's, there's different layers as we pull back on the onion here, yeah. to say the least. So we had the House Saison. Let's jump into the House IPA. Right. Tell us the name of that beer, because, I mean, I like this one. This is fun. Yeah, so the name of the beer is Blueprint, straight up Jay-Z album. That's it. So season and is probably on its way right now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. But, uh, yeah. What so, more can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's that's it. Um you know, we, I mean, we do. We have a lot of that kind of stuff happening around. So I mentioned earlier about uh, we got our Andre and Big Boy, all our open tanks of the Beastie Boys, all named after them. All our stainless stuff. We have uh, our brew house, Eric and Rakim. Nice partners. Our, yeah, our, yeah. Our, 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 our lactic tank is uh, it's Biggie. It's Biggie Smalls. Uh, if you walk around, I'll show you that in a minute. But if you yeah. walk around, we have a portrait of Biggie we're hanging hey, above top of it. Wow. Yeah. Oh. All done by local street artists in the local area here. So okay, it's so all, it's all can art. We do that's our post everywhere, but. So, okay, that's, it, that brings back a whole other thing. We're going to get back into the beer, but that, let's segue into that. Because one of the issues that I have with breweries at times is cultural appropriation. Where they basically, like, it feels like they're stealing from the culture. But from you, it seems that it's genuine. Like, you're not just calling a, let's say, a juicy IPA juicy. You know what I'm saying? Just for the hell of it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like. That stuff, it's like it's different for you. That, make, want to make it sense? Uh, a little bit. One more time. Okay. What I'm saying is, a lot of times you'll see breweries use names that are like almost black exploitation, where they're like oh, making right, okay. fun yeah, of I the, you know what I'm saying, instead yeah. of actually yeah. appreciating the culture. No. Dude. Yeah, no, honestly. I remember uh, getting caught when I was 12 years old. My dad came home and I was cranking NWA cassette tapes in my room. <laughs> nice. Early from work, like... I, uh, you know, I mean, look, it's part of me, it's part of who I am, yeah, I, I get it, sometimes it seems like uh, you, can, you can obviously, you can look at all different walks of life and kind of like take it as, you know, people take something with some, someone else, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and, and, I mean, it's who I am. Yeah, like uh, I mean, it, I can tell by being around, it's, right. it's very authentic, it's, because some places, like, they'll name beer certain things, you can tell us. I do. It's not really. Well, I mean, the 90s, 90s hip hop is like very popular. I mean, yeah. I mean, right now it's like it's this like resurgence thing right now with the, with uh, with the crowd. We're like, dude, I'm 42 years old. Like, I grew up in North Carolina, where I was 
running bootlegs of Stretch and Bobito from <laughs> nice. New York down. Right? I mean, nice. that's, that's what I did. I traded my Jordan shoes sometimes for radio shows that were taken in Brooklyn. Wow. Like, no shit. So, wow, that's awesome, man. So I I grew up doing nothing but, like, 90s hip-hop. Like, they, they, what, I, what I call, like, the, the true hip-hop era. Nice. Right I agree. I'm, I, enjoying, I, I'm enjoying a little bit of today's stuff a little bit more and more and more. Some of it's but, all right. But there's a, there's, a, there's a couple really good artists. I'm actually getting more into, like, doom stuff, like the, the darker kind of stuff that's coming out now. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 um, it's, 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 it's part of me. I've always been a big, big, big beat guy, man. I remember I used to hang out with a buddy of mine in Eric Carson and, um, uh, Beathead growing up when I was out in Seattle, man, I was doing like the old, uh, underground scene out nice. there, like beats, and I uh, was spin, spin a little bit out there doing like, uh, jazz fusion stuff like that and bringing over a lot of, I mean, this is when Outcast, like, second after Southern played yeah. this thing, when the second album came out, and it was the, uh, it was the equipment I like, Aliens. But, uh, anyways. The second album came out and just like being able to pick that thing apart and pull every jazz track. So I grew up jazz, so you know, right now. My grandfather's a jazz musician. Um, he's, he's passed away now. We had a recording studio out in the house. Um, nice. He played long time, so we were always about jazz. Like, I mean, I mean we can get it all you want to right now, but when, yeah. like, when, when, when Guru took his thing and started doing his jazzmatic stuff, like all that stuff, that started hitting me stuff, and the roots started happening. Wow. And I was like, yes, live music on. Like, I, but it makes sense. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big hip hop. No, no, but I, appre- I trust me. I appreciate that because sometimes I'll be honest. Sometimes you know, as a black dude, I want I go to certain breweries and you can tell by their culture of the brewery of the brewer. It's like, all right, you're just using that name to paint. You know what I'm saying? But for you, it's like, no, this is who and what I am. And yeah. when I make a beer, it makes me think of. Well, whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. yeah it's like you're inspired by for us like we're inspired by cooking or, or putting together a beer whatever it is we're yeah. inspired by music music lyrics and the, some of the strongest lyrics in my life growing up are, are hip hop records I mean yeah. like, I mean crushing mob beat crushing I mean nice running all I mean Nas I mean I'm, I'm going to begin on where I think Nas should be in the hierarchy of a, of a, a vocalist one of the greatest of ever oh, yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be surpassed but um, right. you know it's just like I you know, those kind of that, that was a huge part of who I was growing up as a kid um, in Central North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina. I mean, that's what it was. You're either in, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, you're either you're into hip hop or you're into country music. I've never been in country music, <laughs> and that's that's like I can't. Like, that's, that's like bluegrass I mean, stuff there. Yeah, you yeah. to up in that area. All right, guys, so we got to take another quick pause. We're gonna come back. We're gonna run through some more of these beers. We went off a little bit topic, but that's okay. Yeah. I think it was good stuff because one of the things that I'm interested in with the show I do here, just so you guys know. I do try to find the African-American element in craft beer that's kind of missing. So I like to ask those questions and have those conversations because without those dialogues, you don't know what the intention is. So I'm glad we're able to do that. But, guys, let's stick and stay. We'll be right back. We're going to try some more beer. And we're still going to get into the fun story of why Birds Fly South is what it is and what's coming up next for this fun brew. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown and Collars Podcast. Just reminding you that you are listening to a CSPN media presentation. And to check out Crown and Collars every Wednesday so we can tell you what your aunt does when you're not around. Alright boys and girls, once again my name is Bryce Wilborn, name of our key is Beer It Is. Shout out to Classic and Melanie for allowing me to do this show each and every week for absolutely free on the CSPN Network. Woo! 
It's feeling good. So that being said, I am here in Greenville, South Carolina at Birds Fly South L Project. And this place is becoming really well-renowned. Shout out to Sean Johnson, who I'm sitting here with now. And we started talking about the beers. We still haven't even got through the paddle yet because we got into this hip-hop conversation, East Coast, West Coast, worldwide, you know what I'm saying, representing. But from there... Uh, we, yeah, we didn't touch French rap yet. Bro. Oh, man, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> see, we'll be here for a while because then the French rap goes into the saisons. And, see, uh, right, yeah, we tie everything together. It's all together. We'll be here. So let's get off this. We just had the brand new eyes, which is your house, saison. Yep, that's my that's my girl's beer. That's Lindsay's beer, my wife's beer. Shout out to Lindsay, man. By the way, man, and I'm not just saying, man. Lindsay, she's really sweet, really cool, man. Fits you, good for you guys, man. There's one thing I've noticed: most of the successful brewers have a very strong support system, and that system starts at home. And it seems like you've been able to figure that part out. Yeah, well, I well, wait, you said it for me. I can't even say anything else after that. But yeah, my my family, uh, my family all the way through my wife is the top of that mountain for me right now and she's amazing 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 absolutely love 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 and speaking of love especially and just to go a little further into it like uh, you know Lou Rawls song Lady Love yes so her nickname is Lady Love like that's her that's her like she calls me it comes up as Lady Love and the guys all laugh at me but she's, hey man. she's my Lady Love she's your Lady Love <laughs> with the deep voice and the grovelly that's it. but see I'm saying but that's what you gotta have man cause it's hard out here in these streets man but when you have somebody who supports you, who's down for the cause, and makes it work. Speaking of love, I am loving this blueprint, the double IP. We didn't, their house IPA. We didn't even really get into breaking it down. Yeah. Let's break this down a little bit. Let's start yeah. with the color and kind of go from there. Yeah, so it's uh, just a uh, you know, little bit of color malt, um, you know, simple, a uh, little bit of wheat and uh, pell malt, pretty much is all it is. And uh, we're hop- we hop it with uh, mosaic. We use the uh, lupulin powder, so we have a little juice in there with mosaic. And we use uh, citra and centennial pellets. Nice. That's how we run through it. Um, you know, it, it, it's about a six and a half-ish uh, percent beer. Drinks more like a 25%, but it finishes out about 45 IBU. I'm sorry, 45 IBU-ish. Drinks about a 25-ish. Uh, we do use... But, the, by the way, IBUs, that's International Bitterness Unit. They kind of The higher it goes, the more bitter it is, but... It's all about reception as well. So, yeah. Um, Ooh, that's a, break this it down. Is, uh, yeah, so this is a, about a 45 IBU beer, but I think it, it drinks and feels more uh, full, more fruity, mm-hmm. kind, of, kind, of a, kind of a little less bitter beer. Um, yeah, I, I don't get bitter at all in that one. No. And we use uh, and we use a uh, farmhouse yeast with it as well. So every uh, every beer we're pumping out right now uses some form of farmhouse strain. Um, that is done with uh, some uh, European style farmhouse yeast that we run on that thing. Um, it's been really good for us. Uh, love the flavors we get out of it. It's pulling really well. Trying try, trying to stay true to uh, who we are as a farmhouse brewery. So a um, little bit different. I mean, you know, it's it's I think it's a solid IPA, but it's going to be a little different than if you grabbed a. More uh, American style, I guess. There's a little tweak to it. That's a fun IPA, man. And speaking of that, Sam mentioned grabbing it. Where are you available right now? And I know some things are coming, right? Tell me what you can share, what you can't share. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, right now we're uh, South Carolina, North Carolina wide. We're getting relaunched up here in Georgia here very, very soon. Um, It's probably about as big as we're going to go with uh, distribution for a long time. We are adding on right now. We uh, took on a bunch more square footage. We're going to add on uh, some more fermentation tanks. We're going to add on a little more process back there. And yeah, hopefully be able to uh, 2018 turn some uh, turn some some beer out, I guess, and and hopefully it's a uh, good enough beer that people want to drink. And that's the thing about it, where you got to keep the market satisfied because once these distributors get a hold to you and people like it, they want to keep you in, which is good. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have pull. Uh, I never want to be a push brewery. Uh, we're not building a brewery to actually like push the market hard. We're just building a brewery to like to fill gullets and uh, make people's bellies happy. 
Put a smile on my face, man. That's it. That's all. That's where it starts. And I tell you what's putting a smile on my face right now. This Rumble Fish. Explain to me what this is. What am I drinking? Yeah, Walk so, me through it. So Rumble Fish is uh, again, it's a layer of beer that we run through white wine barrels. It's a uh, Calypso Citra Hop. Uh, Ooh, that's smooth, man. So that's uh, that's actually my middle, my middle son Fisher. That's his beer. Nice. Um, so he, a lot of these beers are uh, got some kind of like uh, reference to our family through the whole process. But yeah, that's uh, that's what Rumble Fish is doing. It's a uh, Calypso Citra Hop, still done with our house uh, blended culture. We run it through our Punch-In Solera program, and that's what it spits out. We just took silver metal in that in uh, the NAB, actually. Nice, nice. Congratulations on that, man. It's a really cool beer. And then from there, it's Apricot Dior. That's it. Beautiful golden sour. So we run, so Biggie, uh, Biggie's our uh, sour tank. We run 20 barrels of sour all the time for the entire brewery. Ooh. And uh, we... Blend it. We use that tank to do a lot of things for us. Um, but what we do is we pull off little batches and we do uh, just simple fruits and we roll it around. So we do apricot Dior, blackberry Dior is in package next week. Raspberry. As soon as fruit season hits, we buy so much local fruit. It's uh, it's, it's we, we process a lot of fruit. But, yep. I love it. I love it. And then the last one, the Azaka. Yeah. So the Azaka Farmhouse. So this is just kind of what we do. We do hops. So Azaka hops, um, single hop kind of beer. It's kind of like our smash beer. It's not single malt. Um, it's our it's our saison grist um, done with our saison and brett strain. Oh, that's fun! And then it's zaka hops, all zaka hops, and we rotate that around. We also do another thing called the ism. Uh, it's kind of like we, uh, you know, ism like uh, Catholicism, baptism, whatever it is. The religion of saison is what we call it. So uh, we run an religion ism. of saison. I like it. So we run an ism series here, and uh, it's a single hot variety saison that we uh, continue to pump through. Um, you know, Galaxy, Cool Melons is the last one. The new one we have coming out, uh, coming up here soon is, uh, I think we're redoing Galaxy, I think, and then rolling back on. But it's just a rotating sour, uh, rotating Happy Saison series. Already. Nice. And guys, all right, so now we're going to get into the story of the founding of this place. Well, actually, before we get into the story of the founding, guys, I want to tell everybody, thank you for listening to Beard It Is. Honestly, it's been a word. My name is Bryce Woolborn here at Birds 5 South AL Project in Greenville, South Carolina. We're my man, Sean Johnson, and we'll start from here. Fayetteville, South Carolina. Fayetteville, North Carolina. What were you drinking back then? Honestly, like uh, a lot of St. Ives. Um, St. Ives! Yeah. Like, I mean, you, were, you were hanging out with the brothers, man. I, yeah. I love, I love St. Ives, man. I, I still drink. I like that and Mickey's. Mickey's grenades. They took them away, then they brought them back. The Mickey's. So when I was, when I was in North Carolina growing up, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I drank. It was cheap, easy to get. Easy to walk around, drink, uh, you know, true 40. They still make St. Ides? I don't know, man. I have not found it. I've seen old, I've seen old E. Uh, yeah, they still make eight, OE. Eight, eight balls around still. Um, old English, by the way, for the audience. Old English, yeah. 100. Yeah. For the audience. Eight ball. Eight um, ball, yes, sir. Yeah, that, then, you know. Yeah, you definitely hung out with the brothers, I can tell. Yeah, you hung with the brothers. It's all good. I like it. But, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, I had a good time, I had a good time growing up, so put it that way. Nice. I, I love the community I grew up in. I love the people I was around. Great friends. Um, I, you know, I, I grew up playing basketball. Grew up. Ah, see know. that that, that yeah. that's the other part. Yep. You yeah, can tell so, you can tell when a cat and I try to be careful how I say this because some people don't get it. You can tell when people well, are more culturally diverse in how they grew up in their background. Yeah. And I can definitely pick that vibe. Like you definitely were willing to hang around with other people that seems to influence who and what you are today. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but it's like I. It's not about for me anything. It's about just. Being a being a person and, and, and just enjoying an opportunity to agree, hang out with a person. Yeah, it never it's never really mattered to me ever in my entire time who and when and where that person was. Anyway, I remember I was in French New Caledonia, which is an island down in the Pacific. Oh wow! Met some guys and uh, 
hanging out with a guy like my shirt. He had a, he had a, actually, I think it was probably like his shirt. He had this, uh, you know, Bob Marley t-shirt. And I was like, no, I'll trade you. So we traded t-shirts um, right on the street. Well, that's awesome. And then I was like, all right, man, walk with me here. I'm going to take you to this bar, drink some beers or whatever it is. Cool, really cool kids. Got there, and it was, and they were straight up. They were like, black guys don't come in. I was like, wow, all right. I mean, that's in your face right there, you know. We, we, all, know, we, we, all, we all know that it goes in, but at the same time, it'd be like actually pushed out. So I took him out to the outside of the bar, and I said, stand right here, and I'd buy a beer, and I'd hand him the beer through the outside railing. Yeah. So they can still hang out with me, and I'd inside the guy's bar or whatever it is, and they'd kick me out. It's like, the world is crazy. But it's never bothered. That's never been anything about anything that I'm about ever. Anybody that's here, anybody that's in front of me growing up. You're going to show them love. It's never, it's, yeah. Dude, you're, you're solid, I'm solid, and let's just respect. Fuck with you people. I agree, man. So let's go from there. All right, so drinking St. Ives. Yeah. OE. St. Ives is my thing. I'm not going to lie. I love St. Ives. Those are some of the best. Crooked Eye, man. I'm telling you, Crooked Eye is the best. Man, yeah, I I drink some St. Ives. I also drink some. uh, What's the one? uh, uh, I used to drink Thunderbird back in the day, man. Fast Run Thunderbird. Yes. Red Bull. We used to you had the blue bull. Oh my god, yeah. Schlitz blue. And Schlitz Schlitz Schlitz. Looking. Yes, sir. And then you had Schlitz, red, uh, Schlitz uh, red bull. Yes. It's funny, like, uh, a lot of the guys I hang out with, like, no name. Well, oddly enough, not, those, not, some, not dropping those are some of the original high gravity beers, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not dropping dimes to anybody, but um, we uh, we hang out, we do these festivals, wherever it is, and uh, there's some really good bars in the Tampa area that drop 16 ounce cans of blue uh, Schlitz. Oh, wow. For, like, $1.50. And you go get turn, you one. Turn into crushing them. I just, I can't wait. I'm drinking so many sour beers and so many stouts and so many. I drink. <laughs> this is a beer. That's a beer, right? I drink. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. Uh, that's it. I can't. You know what? I can't even be mad at that. Yeah, because when I'm in when I'm in the Caribbean, I'm drinking Kalik and Red Stripe. So yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm a craft beer guy through and through, but sometimes yeah. you just want just a standard beer. But from there, first, first craft beer I had was uh, Sam Adams that I remember having. Um, it's a lager beer, and I was like, oh, malt liquor's lager. Tried it. Didn't like it. Really? You didn't like Sam Adams? No. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Now, of course, now, completely different, but it threw me for a complete loop uh, to the beers that I was drinking back then. The first beer that I remember, like, having as a craft beer that I was like, man, I drink this stuff all day long. I was living up in Seattle, Washington, going to a bar on Issaquah, east of uh, Seattle, and uh, called the Rolling Log. I don't even think it's still there anymore. But they would sell pitchers for five bucks of Red Hook, like true Red Hook. Oh, yeah! Out of Woodenville. Yes. We used to drink Red Hook, ESB, like all day, all night long. Nice. Because it was like, what, a 4.5 ABV beer, easy to drink, you can just knock it back. It still tasted good. Absolutely. Yeah, especially like if you're like coming off St. Ives. Yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a whole other vibe from drinking St. Ives. But like you said, yeah, pitchers are that for five bucks, yeah, that's that's a win. That's a win. So how did you go from there to brewing? Yeah, so then I um, picked up a homebrew kit. I said, I want to do this thing. I like beer. I've heard it's cheaper to make my own, so I'm going to start making my own. And that's pretty much where I started. I brewed a pale ale, American pale ale, Cascade-style hop. Um, and it sucked. I mean, it was horrible. Horrible. And I'm just not that, I'm not built that way. So I uh, immediately started trying to learn more, meeting people, reaching out. Um, and then I uh, came across uh, Bob Sylvester at St. Somewhere. I tried, uh, nice. you know, I started exploring beer, started trying to brew better beer, started reading and started trying to put the engineering behind it. But I met Bob, and I tried a beer he does called Saints on a Theme, mm. which is, it's a, it's a beautiful, amazing beer. I mean, that beer's ridiculously good. Black pepper, chamomile, Saison, his house culture, open fermented kind of style that we do. Nice. Um, so I had that beer, um, and right then it hooked me. I was like, I got to meet this guy. Mm. And uh, found out that he, uh, he, uh, he allowed you to volunteer and come bottle 
So I was emailing him, emailing him, emailing him, trying to get on this volunteer list, and he wouldn't ever reply. Uh, finally, one day, he hits me up by an email, and he's like, oh, no, I take it back one second. So I met him, actually. I met him at a uh, beer festival, and we were, like, the last ten I went to was St. Summer. Nice. Like, the way the whole festival set up, you get festivals sometimes are just... You just start at one end, you got to work your way all the way around. Right, right, right. That's, that's so the fun collector is completely different than that model. But by the time I got to St. Somewhere, we were done. Mm. I met Bob, started talking to him, doing my thing. Man, dude, I want to, I want to hang out, I want to hang out, whatever it is. Left, my wife goes, "Not gonna happen." I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Came on way too strong." She's, <laughs> like, she's like, "That was way too strong." Like, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's not gonna happen." So I started emailing him. I started emailing him like two, three sentences, a paragraph. Short stories Started making shit up <laughs> Just like Answer me dude It's like like So sooner or later You're gonna wanna like Answer this thing Just tell me to shut up Or whatever it is So finally one day He emailed me back And he goes I started at 6 Is that too early for you And I was and I was still in the military I'm like 6 o'clock I was like How do you like your coffee I was like I'm about to run man Like I'm Get up and run at 5.30 I could be at 6 o'clock How do you like your coffee Kind of thing Oh wow And uh, that was it And then uh, from there Started brewing beer with Bob to open my eyes and world to all kinds of flavors of beer that dude is so incredibly smart about everything such a genuine human being as well um yeah fell in love with it from there a couple years later a couple years later Coast Guard moved to Washington D.C. bounced around a little bit up there doing some side stuff um well, where's the places you're doing where's the places you're brewing up in D.C. the biggest one is Fairwinds Brewing Company yeah, which is yeah. yeah so I actually my garage is where we launched Fairwinds out of wow which actually was yeah um so now they're rocking and rolling up there. Um, fun project to be part of. Uh, kind of established who I was as an individual, like as far as business went, understanding my confidence and what I had. And DC is an interesting place. They're just now really starting to get. Oh, there's a brewery in Alexandria, uh, Port City. Yeah, actually, Port City. Good news. Yes. Yep. yes, yes. They do some really cool stuff. Yep. But DC is kind of one of those slower coming along. With the weird laws, he's got like Virginia and Maryland and the whole thing. Yeah, it's like it's like a three state kind of within them. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an interesting model. Yeah, downtown DC is great. Mm-hmm. Some really good breweries up there, right proper. Three stars doing some good stuff. First DC Brown on those. DC Brown, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, you know, met, met a great community up there as well. Um, just helping out wherever I can, nights and weekends, you know, pretty much. And just grinding. That's it. Knew I wanted to do this thing, fell in love with it through Bob, and just said, "This is what I want to do," and I just kept on pushing, pushing, pushing. My wife, Lindsay, again, she was supportive, ran it. Coast Guard brought me here, said, uh, handle this one, one job for two years and you can retire. We got here, family fell in love with it. Kids plugged right in, wife was happy. Close enough, she, her family's Florida. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they can drive here. Yeah, yep. yep. and then my family's in North Carolina, so it was like, all right, let's do this thing. So we started, this is how we launched it. Wow, so how'd you find this building, man? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, so we were doing our gypsy stuff and doing some contract stuff. and uh, We were at Thomas Creek doing stuff and mm-hmm. other places, yeah. Yep, and then we uh, we said, you know, let's, uh, let's look around, let's put it out there, right? So we had a beer following going on, and it was like, let's put it out there. We looked in there, maybe build some uh, real estate or do something, put some roofs down. And a bunch of investors, a bunch of people came in, like, we have this, we have that. We actually saw this building, and it was just, I figured at that point it was way too much for us to take on. So I was like, I'm not going to do it. So we walk away. Randomly, I got asked to go speak at a uh, entrepreneur thing um, in the local town and uh, in, in, in Greenville. And at that meeting, was the owners of this again, and they came to me with a pretty solid proposal. I like the area. The area is kind of like old Greenville's roots. Um, mm. This was the uh, this was the bootleg area. These are run through here. Nice. If you ever look up uh, Greenville bootleg, and there's some some solid stories. Great, great stories about Fat Annie and her three sons that ran the whole project through here. This is Cripple Creek. Oh, awesome. and, yeah, Cripple Creek, Nickel Town, like. There's a great connection with kind of 
you know, alcohol, the avenue, all alcohol yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that that ran into the downtown district all came through here. Nice. Uh, so that kind of like fit with who I am, like what I, what I, you know, like like there's no reason to lose that kind of history. Um, and then the building itself is incredible. I mean, this is, so Greenville was the textile capital of the world for a while, and mm-hmm. then it became the textile capital of the country. This building is 1931 built. This is the original timbers and wood uh, from the original uh, cotton warehouse uh, that was used. So that was all a huge part of the South. It's all a nice. huge part of this area. So that was the, one of the key factors there. We started digging into the bones of it and understanding the building's identity and who we want to be. Um, yeah, and then we just said, if we're doing this thing, this wood is incredible. So we actually, everything we took out of it, we repurposed. So when you come in here, all the walls, the facade, the outside of the building, the bars, the tables you sit at mm-hmm. are all reclaimed from the wood. Um, Everything is uh, built around the same idea. Like it's the same 1931s old Greenville wow um, spot, and then we just repurpose it so that maybe in 2017 you like to come hang on Jason Beer. Nice, nice. And then from there, what's next for you guys? You know, I mean, it's a it's a fun it's a fun time right now. We have room to grow, um, so we're gonna we're gonna push that. We're gonna try to grow. Um, it's a fun time for us in, uh, in, in, our, in our team that we have that we're building right now. We have some really solid people that are involved in this project right now, and uh, they're all, you know, kitten stride right now. You can feel it. You can understand it. So for me, I, I, I just want to make some beer. I just I want to I brew beer. I want to brew beer that's uh, identifiable with who we are. I want to continue to make good beer, hopefully great beer one day, and uh, allow my team to kind of hit stride and let's just, let's just rock through it. Um, we have plans, projections, we put it all that way, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, paper's great, but skin is so much more. So Right, you got skin in the game. That's it. So we, 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 we pride ourselves on the amount of skin, the amount of effort we put in every single day, every single week. Uh, the papers that we pass around in our quarterly meetings and monthly meetings and weekly meetings that we do with our staff, they mean something, something we need to put a, a target on, but mm-hmm. at the same time, our future is only as bright as the people that are in front of us and the people that want to be here and who's a great community at Greenville. It's really fascinating with breweries and how they grow because it's different for every single place in every single city and every single town. I mean, even something as simple as Westboro, they're in South Carolina, but they're in a different part of South Carolina, so they have a whole other thing and have to deal with evil twin, you know. So, so everybody's different. Who is Birds Fly South Ale Project? Who are we? Yeah. We're, we're, we are your... I think right now we are for Greenville in particular, I think, right now. Um, and then I, I think I think a little further than that is we're, a, we're an explorative uh, beer venue. Okay. Right? So we are a tap house that makes all our beer ourselves. We're a talented group of people that can pump it through um, and handle and handle the tasks that I put in front of them. I think, I think we're, we're, we're a... We're a funky brewery first. I'm not gonna lie. I like that. And then, and then, uh. Well, I think it's it. Live for the funk, die for the funk. Yep. That's it. So, that's who we are first and foremost. That's what we're gonna do. Um, we we always keep about 30% of, uh, other style beers. Clean beer, again, everything's out of farmhouse strain, but it's cleaner profiles and we run through other stuff for sure. Um, I never want, so my, my goal as a, as a person is when you meet me, I never want you to walk away saying, I wish I didn't meet that dude. Nice. When you drink my beer, I want to make sure that you may not you may not be who you are or what you're into, but I want to make sure that uh, it's enough for you to want to come back for a different beer. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's all I want to do on a continual basis. Just make good beer. By the way, where can people find you? 
So we are uh, North Carolina, South Carolina wide. And uh, then we're going into Georgia. And then we're going to yeah. find you on social media. And all oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Twitter, Twitter and Instagram and all that. Yeah, Yeah. so we do uh, everything's at BFS Beer, Burst by South Beer, BFS Beer. Um, that's Twitter. That's Instagram. Uh, you know, Facebook is uh, Burst by South Ale Project. We hashtag BFS Beer. BFS, uh, yeah, BFS Beer now. Hashtag Progressive Old School is kind of what we run through our tags on. Nice. Um, yeah. So listen, guys. This new bias will born for Beer It Is. At Birds Fly South L Project. I just remember one more thing. Tell us about that name, how it came about, why it exists. Yeah. yeah that is that is a big part of the story. It's a huge part of the story, yeah. So it back, is a story. Back to my lady love. Um, the lady love. I love that, man. So, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I love the way you love your lady, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to her for the way you guys do your thing, man. Keep rocking it. Man. It takes it takes, it takes us, uh, for sure. She's my uh, she's my confidence best friend, no doubt. Um, yeah, so we um, we have three boys. We call my three little birds. Again, go back to reggae kind of roots. Um, but she's a Florida girl, so I met her in Florida. We got married in Florida, Tampa Bay area, St. Petersburg area. Um, yes. Then uh, I got stationed and moved all the way to Alaska, and it was a fun little time. A lot of winter, a lot of a lot uh, of winter, a lot of snow, a lot of ice, a lot of cold, a lot so, of dark. Uh, yeah, a lot of dark. <laughs> yes. So she. Uh, yeah, she's like, I gotta get back down south. I gotta get back down south. So we hit back down south a little bit, and then we hit DC. And the DC, we were there at the same time, like you know, Snowmageddon and all these different things happening. Right. Way. So she's like, man, I'm just not into this winter thing. So that's where we're at. So Birds Fly South is our family. We're the birds. Our three boys. Our three little birds. Um, just making our way, flying back down south, and uh, that's that's who we are. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, just being able to do that, right? And, and opening the brewery. When did you realize you could make some money making beer? Asked me that question in about six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it's a scary transition, but again, we because um, you're an engineer and you yeah. also were military man, and you know, and what, what kind of work does wifey do? So she's been she's done all kinds of stuff. She's a yoga instructor. She's done. Uh, uh, I see you guys have the bendy birds. Building. Yeah, the, yoga coming. Med- yeah. Medical building and all kinds of different things. Um, yeah, she's multiple. And she has a job multiple, taking care of you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and she's multiply talented. Um, she can do she can do a lot of things. She's a, she's a, just incredibly amazing. Um, but with the military life, you know, you bounce around, you lose so much that uh, it's tough mm-hmm. for a, for a mom, especially with three kids and a, a wife of a military guy who travels and deploys and everything else to lock you know lock down a career. But um, she's just so good at doing so many things that uh, yeah. So I can run. I can run a list right now. Which That's awesome, man. But uh, yeah. Anyways, um, sorry, what was the question? Yeah, no, we got totally off. That's awesome. I love the admiration you have for it, man. And, and, and that says it speaks well of you and her. But from there, just opening the brewery. When did you realize? You know what? I could open a brewery. I can actually make some money. You know. Yeah. Selling well, beer. I mean, the first beer that I did, where I told Lindsay, like, we could do this thing, is brand new eyes. Hmm. Like, I latched on to uh, something, I mean, we were brewing beers, and, and I was doing these pilot beers, and Brand New Eyes came out of it, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's when I said, I think this would work, I think we're on to something here. Uh, I understood a lot about the business model, um, because of uh, helping out with uh, Fairwinds, and learning a lot more there. The military life, I mean, I, I left engineering, I was an operational guy for, for a long time, doing that stuff, and then they put me behind a desk. Um, I learned a lot about, uh, you know, contracts, and you know, money and, and how that stuff works, which is nothing I ever grew up. I mean, like a lie, I grew up. I grew up hustling. I mean, side side stuff growing up. Like that's what I did. But, of course. Um, yeah. 
the military life for me, um, I learned a lot in my last Added like, four years. Added discipline and other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think I understood when I when we made brand new eyes. I thought, all right, we can actually make this thing work. And then, uh, um, I think I think that's it, man. Maybe I'm just an overconfident dude, <laughs> and I just said, let's let's go with this thing. And here we are, guys. I can sit here and talk to this guy for another hour. I think I will, but I think I'll stay before another show. So we're going to stop at this point. Thank you so much, Sean, for doing this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making great beer. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. It's, I mean, it's a pleasure. Um, Last thing, you got, I'm, you got, I'm glad you had a good time yesterday, by the way. I mean, yeah, oh, nice. yesterday was awesome. And yeah. I mean, I could do a whole hour just on yesterday, and I think I probably will. But you guys got something coming up in September. Tell us about that. Anyone got anyone? Yeah, so September, uh, our anniversary. So our first you know, year anniversary, um, brick and mortar anniversary. We're going to do a similar kind of thing. We did Funk Collective. Got a bunch of pals that are going to... Uh, you know, send some beer up, and we're gonna just throw down. Not gonna know what it is. We're doing a donation entry, so we do a lot of uh, donation entry kind of stuff um, around here. So we uh, got involved, and we're uh, beginning some kind of a, you know, well, not some kind of, but we're beginning a uh, homeless initiative uh, right around here. So this whole area here was, uh, it is right now. It's kind of where the uh, homeless in uh, Greenville come and, uh, and and live in Tent City kind of stuff in this area. So we want to make sure we're helping out with all that stuff like that. So we uh, we go we do everything. My son comes here every other Sunday and cooks pancakes and sausage. Oh wow! Um, that we donate and hand out to everyone that wanna walks up. Um, everything's done by donation for a cash cash amount. And then wintertime comes, we're buying suit and bags, socks, um, anything we can for uh, for the homeless around this area. Because hey, man, I mean, I'm lucky enough right now where I'm at in life that I'm able to do this thing, and my family has uh, food on the table, but. Hard times happen, and, 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 and different ele- elements and levels for everybody. So uh, we don't lose sight of uh, sight of sight of any of that. So our anniversary party, the same thing. We we'll walk in; it's going to be a you know suggested donation of two dollars. That's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then uh, after that, it's going to be a little tap takeover of some undisclosed uh, cakes we're get, getting from uh, around the country. Uh, we're also bringing a circus in, so we're doing. Uh, I want a, I want an elephant, but my wife uh, saying no. Uh, Ames, who's a huge part of uh, what we do marketing wise, and she's she's a Call her pit bull. Like she's, she's solid. She's on it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, no, there's no elephant coming. But I'm like, I'm that guy that says there needs to be an elephant. Like I'm the guy that said we're doing this thing in a month and it's going to be the most difficult festival anyone's put on in a long time and let's do it. And they, they everyone stood up. They, they, my team did great. So I'm, I want an elephant. I'm saying right now, there could be an elephant coming. I want. We're going to figure out a way to get an elephant. Yeah. Guys. Uh, 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 yeah. Other than that, it's we're going to have you know it's going to be like a freak circus kind of stuff. Walk around flamethrowers, just. Uh, all kind of stuff going on. And badass beer. Yeah, fam- Yeah, family, kids, everyone's going to be welcome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking, awesome. Really looking forward to it. Guys, like I said, man, this place is awesome. In Greenville, South Carolina. Come check these guys out. Birds Fly, South Hill Project. I'm the Bias Wolf. Here it is, and I am out.